This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it's the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the uh, Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. And this is a show we talk uh, with indie wrestlers and everybody around indie wrestling. And we got a very uh, special uh, update here today. But first, please go check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can check out a lot of the guys we talk about on the show and with on the show at IndieWrestling.us. We can support that. And, of course, you can also play, take part in the uh, uh, Indie Wrestling Network at www.indiewrestling.network. Uh, that includes a lot of these guys as well. Drop us a line to that email address, goodtimesatwrestlingmayhemshow.com or 412-206-WMS0. Let us know if you have any questions for people that we have already scheduled. You can check out the schedule on the Facebook page for Indie Wrestling and Wrestling Mayhem Show for that. Or if you have anybody to suggest... You can let us know uh, via that or over on our Twitter accounts at Mayhem Show and at US Indie Wrestling. Uh, I see you, t- Team Hammerfist, uh, trying to send us some new people, and we're going to be working on that. But anyways, we do have a special return guest, and like I say, we're kind of joking beforehand. Usually, I, I, I get these guys back, and I say, so, what's new with you? But I think a lot of you out there in the chat room know what's new with uh, our, our guest today. Sean Phoenix is joining us here in uh, in the studio, uh, the Firebird himself. How are you doing, man? I'm wonderful. How yeah. are you? <laughs> oh, great. Great. You've had a very eventful... Uh, I guess a couple of weeks here. Yes, I have. So, yes. um, well, let's uh, obviously, you know, we're going to talk about the entry and everything yes. too, but let's talk about like literally like, what has been up with you since you've been on the show. You were on, uh, it has to have been about at least a year and a half ago Yeah, because yeah, yeah. we weren't in the studio yet, right, right. but we had redesigned. I remember because I had a, I had a brick wall, I had a fake brick wall. So we're definitely in the redesigned studio yes. uh, before and you were uh, hanging out here with Lee Moriarty. Yes. Um, for the you, first stomp out cancer, it's first stomp out cancer. That's yeah. right. So it was probably like June or, or May ish yeah, last yeah. year. Um, but since then career wise, um, you've been a lot of places. We we're just talking about you going to Seattle and stuff yeah, like yep. that. So you, you like, you've been a lot of places. Been, since. I mean, I've, I've always been traveling, but I've been trying to branch out more, uh, some notable places. I don't recall, um, if I had been there before, but like, I've been like, I, I remember going to Massachusetts, uh, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, wrestling in New Orleans or WrestleMania weekend. Um, I've been to Seattle. I'm going back to Seattle. Um, where else have I been? Just like, all over me. In the usual Pennsylvania, Ohio, mm-hmm. Illinois, West Virginia, um, just North Carolina. Just trying to travel, man. Trying to stay busy and loving it. Um, haven't been doing so much lately. <laughs> no, no, obviously. I would say we'll talk about that. Um, one thing, I, I, so I've actually had notes in my head of things to talk to you about yeah. for an update leading up to this happening yeah. um, before before uh, the incident that, that got you oh, okay. in here today. Um, but uh, I, I always thought it was fascinating because I've got to see you, film you, and witness you across uh, several promotions between PA and, and uh, Ohio and West Virginia, actually. Yeah. So, yep. um, And I noticed that you have been... A, um, I wouldn't say experimenting like you've been doing kind of different versions of Sean Phoenix across a lot of these promotions. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about uh, and for maybe for people that maybe only see you in one or maybe two of those promotions. Um, can you talk about like kind of the thought there and, and kind of, you know, not the angles, but you know, kind of like what's happening there. Right. Um, well with, with wrestling every weekend and about two to three times a weekend, uh, and doing the same thing over and over again is just so vanilla to me at this point. And for a while, I felt like that I was just kind of like painting by numbers. Mm. And I don't want to say that I'm a super creative guy or the next Da Vinci or anything like that. But uh, I do have some creative um, creativity to me. And it just so happened that, you know, with the timing of things, I, I, I had I had the opportunity to switch some things up. And uh, in Cleveland, I uh, started teaming with with my buddy Alex Jordan. Shout out to him! And uh, the uh, the infamous uh, Crimson took us under his wing, and I got to kind of bring out a little bit of uh, like a darkness, and as well as uh, Alex, and we kind of channel Crimson through ourselves. And 
it's really it's really cool like we get to you know be a little bit you know shades of gray you know we're not necessarily good guys and we're not necessarily bad guys but we're different and so that that was cool that we got to do that opportunity i'm loving that and then um in black diamond wrestling uh some things happened i didn't agree with some of the uh some of the decisions that the that the people behind the scenes were making and i got kind of frustrated and kind of changed my attitude a bit and one of the things that that i specifically wanted to do was that like I I feel like whenever you go to a show and you see these wrestlers and you know there's stuff going on in another company, but it doesn't really matter because it only matters what's in that company. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like it's like an Earth 2 scenario. Yeah, exactly. like I, I like exactly. to think of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I wanted to really drive it home that the Sean Phoenix you see in Pittsburgh is completely different from West Virginia. Um, I'm the complete bad guy uh even though they still cheer for me which <laughs> i guess i'm so good at what i do um but like i've changed my look like basically i took everything that made sean phoenix sean phoenix and threw it out the window mm-hmm. i came out with uh, i came out with my fire torch and i just extinguished it and threw it away no mm-hmm. more fire i came out with with black pants i came out with with sunglasses on i made my hair black and every time i wrestle there my hair is black um which a lot of people really like and they Which always is ask. so strange because i will see you on a show the night before in the pittsburgh area yeah. and you're colorful you know punk rock fire breathing sean phoenix and then you're like like i kind of akin it to like a marilyn manson character right yeah when we see you in black diamond in west virginia yeah it's it, that's not far off um my and, and like it, it's not so hard to believe you know because i do suffer with depression and i am into like that type of like the dark genre so it's not like completely out of the realm, you know, like it's not like completely putting on an act. Like it's a very easy to 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 key into that that mm-hmm. mentality. Um, and I also don't really like West Virginia, so it's very easy. Um, but major like all of my influences are from music, mm-hmm. like not pro wrestling. Like my 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 biggest influences are Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, um, West Borland from Blacklight Burns, Limp Bizkit. Uh, Jason Alon Butler, who does my theme song, 27 Club. And I take things from each of them and put them into what makes me me. So, like, I take the Trent Reznor aspect of how he markets and carries himself and Nine Inch Nails. West Borland and his his face paint and his outfit and mm-hmm. the way Jason performs for a crowd is how I carry myself and how he, he interacts with fans. So, um. That's so yeah. Like the Marilyn Manson connection isn't completely far off because mm-hmm. um, I specifically kind of took things from Trent Reznor and, Tr- and Marilyn Manson from the early '90s um, for that look, and uh, it's it's really refreshing. Like it's super cool to be able to do that, and it's like I said, it's not super far off. Like it's not it's not a chore um, to to put on an act. It's mm-hmm. it's it's like refreshing. It's literally refreshing. It's it's cool, and like it's really cool. To see that the fans like it too, mm-hmm. and uh, I get or, or of, hate it, or <laughs> or right, right, right. But like, I mean, I still like I'll get like compliments or bid, um, like the next like after a Black Diamond show, like I'll it, the next time I see a fan, they'll be like, oh, you know, that last, you know, when you were at Black Diamond, you know, that that was great. Like I really enjoyed that, and like that's cool that you know they kind of like respect me enough to not squash what i'm doing mm-hmm. and my mood and how i'm carrying myself and and getting in the zone but they'll wait and talk to me later about it and then and then they'll talk to me about that show too which they usually say oh we hated you on this show we like this <laughs> we like you with black hair <laughs> um it was, it's, i know there was uh you know black diamond you know uh so I, you like to get into it with the fans yeah and like <laughs> to the point where somebody grabbed you, like you had a vest or something. Yeah, on, yeah, yeah. And they completely like pulled it like apart off of you. Yeah, and I, had a, I had a dress vest on. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, one of the things that I, I like to do is because I mean I never get physical with fans, but yeah. I like to give people a show. Um, if I see someone with a baseball cap, like it's going, like I'm gonna grab it and it's going. Like yeah. it's a mild inconvenience, and it's like, ugh, but it's not like anything that I think would ruin a fan's day. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like eh, what a jerk. So I did that. And the the guy that was with this this gentleman took dramatic like offense to that. Like he thought like <laughs> like I, it's almost like I stabbed this dude. And he jumped up and grabbed me by the vest and pulled me in and like ripped it off and then like 
I, I couldn't believe that happened. Like, mm-hmm. that's something I only ever hear about. Like, you mm-hmm. never, like... That's something you hear Marshall Gambino doing. Like, people yeah. getting physical with me? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so, But then, like, I immediately, like, turned into, like, fight or flight mode. Like, uh-huh. it was like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't know if he's having a Vietnam flashback. Yeah. I, don't, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how safe I am. So, like, my fist was cocked and I was ready. And, like, we're, we're yelling and, like, I'm letting him know, like, you don't touch me. Like, who do you think you are? Um... So that was that was an adrenaline rush for sure, and then the match started. Like that wasn't the end. Yeah, no, no, that was a, that was that was the entrance. <laughs> that was the beginning, <laughs> and then I had to work for twenty minutes. I was like, oh my god, what is going on? Thankfully, it was a tag match. Yeah, it was a tag yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. So and then so like I was like intense, like I was like antagonizing him throughout the, the like match, but then I was like. I don't know if I should because I don't know. Like he got awfully close. To, like in the beginning, what if he yeah. has a knife? Like, yeah, and yeah. I'm leaving. How's he gonna be twenty minutes from now? Exactly yeah. right. Um, but that was something. There's, there's, there's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who he is. That's we have a is. giant window here. If you first time watcher listening, we have a giant window, and <laughs> just, it's hard not to respond from the, to that. So, um, no, great stuff there. There was something. Uh, I think Justin was in the chat room earlier. Um, he was asking about your team with Alex Jordan up in uh, uh, Cleveland. And he talked about, uh, I know you already talked about kind of you guys were channeling Crimson and stuff like that. Um, but you guys are pretty steady one. And again, doing something like, I, I noticed you were doing, um, uh, last time I got to hang out up there it was for Welderweight yeah. uh, uh, for pay-per-view. Yeah. And uh, you were kind of uh, channeling a little bit of a Joker uh, vibe and stuff like that. Yeah, that was a, that was a one-time thing because mm-hmm. uh, literally, they see, that, that, that show took place on a Sunday and that Friday, it was released walking Phoenix's yeah. Joker. So yeah. everyone was talking about it. And I was like, Ooh, there's some, there's some traction here. Like maybe like, like if there's ever a time to paint your face, it's like right now. Mm-hmm. And it's walking Phoenix. And then I'm like, my name is Sean Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And like my character does paint my face. So it's like, like let's do it right and, now. And, yeah. And live on pay-per-view and everything. Yeah, for exactly. everybody to see. Yeah. So it, it's kind of, it was, it, it, it felt like it was kind of that responsive plus, like that WrestleMania thing where right. oh, we got to do something big because we're exactly. on stage kind of thing. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I thought about it like and I like decided to do it on I want to say maybe like Saturday night. Like I had to wake up super early and go buy like certain paint and stuff <laughs> to do it on like I think we actually stopped like on the way to the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To get I think it. I think I, I, we, I was having to be hanging backstage for that one. I, there was a lot of paint tips being flown around. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot. There's a lot of paint in Ohio. There is, there is a lot. There's a lot. Like Gory and and yeah, there's a lot going on. Combination, those Combination, guys, yeah, and then yeah, us, Crimson, Alex, yeah. and yeah, and yeah, too much paint. <laughs> That's why I don't really like paint like a lot, but yeah. like that particular design, I did, I did a lot. But awesome. Uh, and you also, of course. You also have again some of the questions that we're going to hold for later. Um, okay, you 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 also of course debuted with IWC. Yes, um, which I know was a pretty big deal for you. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. My dad is here. He can he can confirm that uh, <laughs> IWC was the first indie company I ever went to. Whenever I was what twelve or thirteen, mm-hmm. like two thousand three. Yeah, I'm a lot older than you guys think I am. Um, so that was always the goal. Like I always wanted to be a pro wrestler. Um, but that was kind of like a pipe dream. Uh, it was until I went to that sh- first show and saw my first indie show. Like I watched NWA TNA on TNA on TV. Uh, this is when they had the weekly pay-per-view and like, I knew guys like CM Punk, I knew AJ Styles. Um, I've heard of Cole Cabana. I've heard of Raven, heard Chris Saban. So I went there to like, like, Oh my God, like, these are the guys that are on TV. Mm. And then like, I saw that, like I was watching and I like, saw Super Hentai and I was like, this guy isn't huge he's like he's amazing and guys like dark sigler and shirley doe i'm like these guys are because just regular people and they're doing it well like they're not like regular people but right, they weren't right. like yeah i they, say shirley doe is not regular people <laughs> right, if right. you met him in person but i mean like they weren't on tv and at that point all i knew was wwe and nwa tna right and now here was this and i'm hearing some guys are getting announced from like west mifflin it's like this is this is possible this mm. is how you do it um and I took a, took a long road to get there, but the opportunity came up to help out my buddy Keith. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a, 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 I was a surprise and a pretty cool debut. And that was always the thing too, is um, once I was a pro wrestler, I knew I wanted to go to IWC, but I never wanted to be the guy that was, oh, he's filling a battle royal spot, you yeah. know, because I had so yeah. much respect for, for IWC and what it is to me and 
what it was back then. It was this thing like where you could go, I could go every month and escape, you know, being a high school kid. And I could see guys like abyss and stuff like that. And it just like, I put it on, it's such, on such a pedestal mm-hmm. that I wanted to go in there and not only feel like I fit there, but I deserve to be there. And I didn't feel like filling a battle Royal spot would, would give me that satisfaction and not that there's anything wrong with that or, or showing up to a show and somebody dropping out and you're, you have to be there and you have your gear. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I'm just saying as far as for what I want for me and IWC, I wanted the Chris Jericho debut, you know, that's what I wanted. Um, and we got to do that and it was awesome. Um, that's come in as a surprise. I didn't tell anyone, uh, a lot of the wrestlers didn't even know <laughs> that, that um, you had lights out lights and, out. and the fire and everything. And I think it was pretty cool because, uh, of course, there's a lot of fans that um, that do go to the other promotions yeah. that are there. And I think that that, that was a big, big which treat yeah, for and them that, well. that was that was the thing too. Was was the idea was we got to start off with a bang, and mm-hmm. a the people that know me are going to go crazy, and the people that don't know me are going to think, "Wow, this guy is cool." I don't know if they did. But <laughs> we tried. Yeah, we tried. Right. <laughs> that was a pretty big one. And also, uh, I was just reminded, um, you also participated. There's a thing. It's roughly the same month, too. You also participated in the world's largest battle royal. Yes, it is. Still to be confirmed officially by Guinness, but it is put it in is there. And I think it, it was officially at 109 wrestlers. Yes. Um, and of course, uh, you know, OK, I, I walk into the room. And I was like, oh, there's this tower there. And they're like, oh, it's for a match later. They're going to hang a belt from it and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. That's a good place for a GoPro right. to, to, to do this, right? And, of course, I'm like, doing the entrances. Everybody's filling the ring behind me. I turn around, and I look up, and there's Sean Phoenix. Well, hold on. on. You were not alone. There's Phoenix. There's Phoenix. Different. Okay, Different. that's right. We're talking about West Virginia. Different. We're talking about West Virginia. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting my gimmicks confused. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, there he is climbing. Yeah. Climbing the tower. Yeah. Uh, what was it like? Well, first of all, tell us what you did after that. And, and tell us what it was like to be part of something that, that big. Um, so I heard about the idea of the world's longest Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. That was the plan. It yeah, was, that was, was the plan. 25 hours. My goal was my to God. go at least four hours in the ring uninterrupted and then once i got four hours i was going to roll under the ro- bottom rope and i was going to go to the bathroom mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then i was going to come back out um but like i like I, I set weird goals for myself and i know chris hero has a record for like the one of the longest matches he was in the match for like four hours so i wanted to beat that just to say i did um so when i got changed i was like all right well i can't do that not a big deal but it's still i'm still really excited to be a part of it um a lot of people backstage a lot of people it, it, it was literally like a single file line, like for the entrance way, mm-hmm. like just to come out and like, and I started, like, I had to put my mummy dust all over me. Um, and I was like, you know, getting ready and I was like, oh, it's time to go. And like, everyone's just like walking in a straight line. I'm like, I'm not waiting. <laughs> so I just, I walked right past everyone. I'm like, I'm going out now. And like, I like, cause I was literally like one of the last people in the line. I'm like, I'm not waiting. It is way too hot back here. Cause it was like, <laughs> what, what was the month? It was like. August. It was August. It was, it was August. the beginning of August. Yeah, and, and yeah, that yeah. and that building's pretty hot to begin yeah, with. Yeah. Um, and then you have like a hundred plus people, and I was like, Man. just for the wrestlers. Yeah, and and then the crowd. Mm-hmm. So so I finally got into the ring, and I was like, like I get kind of claustrophobic. Um, sometimes you may see me at the like after intermission, like I'll just stay like at my inter- like at my merch table because of the uh, riot fest incident where I almost died. Which if you don't know that, that's another story for another day. Long story short, I got trampled on at a concert and had bodies on top of me so so tight spaces with people kind of like freaked me out a bit and backstage um sometimes they're small backstages and you know a lot of people around mm-hmm. a monitor and i get kind of like really freaked out so i so i got really freaked out kind of in the ring and i was like well screw it i'm, I'm climbing this thing like mm-hmm. i gotta get out of here not that i was like having a breakdown or anything but just like i didn't feel comfortable with the amount of bodies and the body heat um so i climbed up there and i was like i'm just gonna sit up here and like when it's time to go i'm gonna jump but here's the thing. I couldn't jump until the match started. And there was a lot of wrestlers that still needed to make their entrance. Mm-hmm. So I'm up there. And as you know, heat rises. 
and it is hot. And I was sweating bullets like before they everyone was like even done entering. And I'm just like, this is bad. <laughs> this is bad. So I'm up there and everyone's just like looking at me like, what are you going to do? I'm like, I'm going to jump. Like, what What do you think I'm going to do? I'm not just going to climb down. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's the point? I mean, I should have just stayed up there and, and won. But um, that, that was a dumb idea. I should have just stayed up there because um, no one could have eliminated me. Um, so like, you know, I jumped and there was, you know. It was fun. <laughs> I jump off things. Um, and then ended up going like, I think I counted. I was in the battle royal for about like 29 minutes, like to like the final four. And uh, and I never try to like, in battle royals, you can get away with doing like very little, like punch, kick, try to like, that's not me. And I'd never want to try and milk it or, you know, half ass it. So like, I'm trying to like suplex people. I'm getting thrown around. I'm like getting the, the crap kicked out of me. And and then I get Tony eliminates me, and that you know obviously made me mad because I just worked Tony so Johnson, the Tony Ice Man. Yeah, uh, we're kind of feuding in Black Diamond, or was. Um, so I went, ran back in, gave him my uh, triple X factor, and then Brohemoth ended up winning. Was, whatever it was, you know, the he, it was he takes pen- that cup everywhere. Does he? What a dude. <laughs> um, so I get, I'm like, all right, well, fine. I walk into the back, and the first thing that goes through my mind is. I'm going to throw up. <laughs> like, I am so dehydrated. Mm-hmm. I just worked so hard for 30 minutes. I'm going to throw up. But I didn't want to admit it. Like, I didn't want to say anything. So I'm like, kind of like quickly walking up to the back. And I'm like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. It's kind of hard to find a garbage can when there's 100 plus people backstage. <laughs> but I knew where it was. And I'm just like, move, move. And I wasn't like saying anything. I was just like, kind of like zooming. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I found that garbage can, like, I just threw up like i legitimately was just dehydrated like Mm -hmm. i I didn't drink as much as i should have and then uh people see people someone throwing up what's the one thing they're gonna do they swarm in so immediately the temperature raises again so i'm like just back away like like just let me throw up and i was fine but i was just like this is the worst (laughs) but like people were concerned that i had a concussion or anything like no no no, i'm just i'm just like overworked right now yeah um and then I was supposed to be in the Tower of Terror match, and then uh, I got super kicked, and I went in between the two rings, and I was like, I'm just going to wait here until my opportunity. Um, and then I think the belt fell, so like I didn't get my opportunity. <laughs> but it's fine. I mean, I would have liked to win the belt, Yeah. because um, I haven't won a championship yet in Black Diamond, and that kind of hurts my feelings, because it's kind of my home. Um, that's another reason why I hate that uh, state. I almost said country. Um, but yeah, so... I kind of hid under the ring, waited to take my moment, and I lost my moment. So mm-hmm. what is that? What did we learn? We learned... Take your moment. <laughs> or don't be an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there might be a lot of today. Uh, <laughs> well, let's get into... Well, I'm sure a lot of people are here. You know, Of course, there was an incident a couple of weeks ago at yes. IWC. Um, you were involved in a tag match uh, involving uh, combination Remy and Atticus. Uh, Atticus Coker and Remy LeVay uh, against uh, you and uh, Dan Hooven. Yes. And um, I guess uh, walk walk us through what happened. So there was a table set up on the on the side of the ring mm-hmm. that I believe I was. They were trying to send me through it, but I fought my way out of that. Yeah, because I remember um, I <laughs> I remember getting my head smacked off the table and looking like just right into the crowd and just making eye contact with Rosa Mendez. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. By the way, Rosa Mendez was in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, you know well, just. You know, I she think is. she just got there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I walked her to the bathroom as she arrived, like backstage. Like, because I met her like twice. So, like, yeah. oh, hey, and gave her a hug. Super nice. I don't know why she's so nice to me because we only met like twice, right? <laughs> and then, like, there was one match and then it was that. But, like, she literally just arrived. But, yeah, like, I hit my head off the table. I look and I'm like, oh, there she is. And I, like, reach out to her. I'm like, help. Like, I don't know why, how she can help me, but that's what I did. And then, um, Fought back and then gave Atticus an insiguri and laid him down on the table. Mm-hmm. Climbed to the top, top rope where I'm very comfortable, very comfortable with heights. And uh, so I'm laying there and the, the only move I could think of was my 450, which is, you know, my finisher. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember throwing my hands back, getting ready to jump, jumping. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up on the floor. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I did the move. 
and I guess I overshot the table. Like I didn't. And Atticus got out of the way. It was yeah, basically he moved up. You you were hitting the ideally you were you were hitting the table and would have went through the table. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it would have been ideally if he was there. It's, it's it a, been quote ideally. Right. right. In this situation. The situ- yeah. Yes. So he moved, and I guess you know my chest didn't come down through mm-hmm. the the table, which I guess would have slowed my momentum down. Mm-hmm. But I came down with like my lower chest and my 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 belly. And just my head came down full force. And yeah, it was descri- it was described to me like like your knees kind of hit, yeah. and your upper body kind of got sort of catapulted. Pretty forward, much, yeah. But yeah. past the table. Yeah, smacked hard on the ground, and there's no padding on the ground. Um, and that's nothing against IWC. There, a lot of indie wrestling companies don't have padding. No, and it's I think in that setup there is like a layer that they put like of a protective covering over the the basketball court. Yeah, and that's so just, it's not. I mean, it's I mean, like plastic. Yeah, if that. Yeah. Um, which I, w- I would like more companies to have padding. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could change the world and have every indie company have padding on the outside just for accidents. Yes. But I know the risks and I took the risk and I take full responsibility, but in a perfect world, it'd be amazing to have padding on the outside. Not that there's a lot of give, but if there was padding, you know, I would have probably not been as injured as I was. So that being said, um, I woke up, there's about six people around me. Um, I was very confused. Uh, had no idea what was going on. And I think I remember asking, like, am I going to die? Because I felt this incredible pain and I was very confused and I just saw people around me. And for some reason, that was my question was, am I going to die? I don't, uh, they told me no. And I remember, like, I was fighting, you know, like my... I believe my, it was CJ Sensation that told you no. Right, right, right. He was the voice of reason in yes, all this. Yes, thank you, CJ. Um, <laughs> uh, I was like, kind of, I think I was drifting in and out, like, of consciousness and they kept yelling at me. They kept telling me to stay with, stay with them. Um, I was told at one point, I remember chest flexor taking off my boots and everything. And I was told from a fan that you could hear, like they heard me say, why is he taking off my boots? And somebody said, oh, you know, you, you're, you got hurt. You're going to be okay. And apparently I, I looked at chest and said, put my boots back on, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> like that's what I was the most concerned about. I haven't looked back at this footage. I really hope we've captured. Yeah. This. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if he's lying, but yeah. I think that's the funniest freaking thing. Um, you know, I just didn't want to lose anything. And it turns out I did end up losing one of my kick pad covers. So if anybody found it, please, please let me have it back because my gear maker is MIA. So mm-hmm. I can't get another one. Um, so it seemed like I was, Pretty much, I was laying down for like maybe two minutes. Um, I know I was out for much longer, but I was awake for about two mm-hmm. minutes. I remember thinking that I was going to throw up. I threw up blood everywhere, and I got it. I saw it. I knew it was blood, but I didn't really register. I'm like, oh, I just threw up blood. You know, it's like, yeah, I threw up blood. Doesn't everyone? Um, like, it wasn't a big deal. Like, I didn't care. Um, and then, like, in the next thing I know, I'm getting like on the on the board. So like, I. I was literally out for, I want to say maybe about five minutes and then like the medics got there, but it seemed like it was like 30 seconds. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting strapped in at that point. I realized I couldn't hear out of my left ear. Um, and I think I, I think I told you dad, I think I told my dad that I couldn't hear out of my, out of my ear. Um, which was a strange sensation to, mm. to experience that. Also my right thumb hurt. And I was like, Oh, my thumb hurts. I don't know what they want. I don't know what, what my goal was there, but just priorities list, listing all my injuries. Right. Yeah. Um, you're taking stock. It sounds like at that point, right? What's that? Like you're kind of doing an inventory. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so they got me on the stretcher and then it was about that point. I like, I kind of knew where I was at that point. I knew that I was at IWC. I knew, Something had gone wrong. I didn't know what, mm-hmm. but I knew that I was hurt. I didn't know how bad. So I'm on the stretcher and they're taking me away. And I remember thinking, do I do the thumbs up? <laughs> the <laughs> thumbs up that every athlete does. Do I do that? Yeah. But I'm like, that's so corny. Like, uh, I don't, I'm not, uh, I don't want to be corny. I'm like, I don't want them to think I'm a weirdo or a loser doing the thumbs up. So, so I, I pulled up, like my arms were like really like heavy. So I pulled up my arm and I'm like, I do the rock on symbol, which I'm like, yeah, that's more my style, um, which, you know, I always got to got to maintain my image. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The punk rock pyromaniac doesn't do thumbs up. He no, no. Up. Even when being escorted out. Right. And, uh, right. Doing um, which I found out was good that I did that, because at that point, the referees and the uh, security were were um, cleaning up my mess and everything. Yeah. And they didn't know anything. So they yeah. heard the crowd erupt and thought, OK. Yeah. At least he knows what's going on. One, you moved your limbs. 
Right. Two, it was you because it was a presence of mind to do that. Right, right? exactly. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm on the stretcher half naked. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Also, you wrestle basically in your underwear. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Underwear. But whenever you take knee pads or elbow pads off of like the wrestling trunks that wrestlers wear, they just yeah. look like they're in their underwear. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't have my knee pads on, didn't have my, my boots on, my kick pads, my kick pad covers on. So I'm literally just in my trunks, which are a Speedo. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of cold. It's fall. But they take me to the ambulance and I'm in there and uh, they're doing like the IV. And at this point, my mother, who love my mother to death, she is amazing wouldn't be who, who i am without my parents uh but my mother really worries mm-hmm. about everything she's a mother she has to and she's and my parents are also former paramedics being my mother is a mother and she's a former paramedic she really worries about a lot of injuries and stuff like that so after every match no matter what i'll text her and just be like hey no injury or you know sprain thumb i'll be okay so i'm in the ambulance i'm strapped i'm strapped down i got the iv i've got the thing around my neck and i see her like so i'm looking straight up and like she like is behind me and looks down like uh, kind of like upside down. We make eye contact, and she asks me. She goes, "Is this for real?" And I go, "I have no idea what's going on." <laughs> but she's like, she's she's not really a wrestling fan, so she doesn't yeah. really know what's part of the show and what what isn't. Um, and it's not completely against me to to protect the business um Mm -hmm. you know i don't i don't advertise my real name i don't you know i I protect things like that um and she thought when i crashed and got hurt that it was all part of the show Mm -hmm. and she was sitting i found this out at the hospital so she was sitting there and she was really uncomfortable which which end like what she wasn't on that side of the ring or anything she was actually on that side she was on that side um and my dad was at my merch table um yeah and uh she said she was really uncomfortable with how long it was going on and how dead quiet it was. Right. So she actually got up and left. And you could see her leaving through the, the thing. She was like, I don't want to be a part oh, of Oh, on this. that hard camp yeah, they posted? Yeah, you could yeah, see her leave. Yeah. And so. she told me she was getting ready to leave because like, she didn't want to be a part of it. Um, while she was walking to the car, she heard the ambulance. And that's when she stopped and said, like, hold on. This is this might be a bit much. Yeah. But she still wasn't sure. You know, like I'm I'm only in pro wrestling. When you see your son <laughs> strapped down to a stretcher, do you think, is this for real? Um Which is I, I gotta be honest, this is like this is a discussion we have all the time because, you know, you know, we're like, are we, you know, is this happening? Like I'm always asked afterwards, like by some friends, I'm like, is that guy really hurt? And right, I'm just right. like, you know, I partly I was like, I believe it's part of the show until I find out it's not. Right, right. It's kind of my my thing on it. And also I want to mention uh the videographer that was there that day, Chad. Uh, he says that the, the horns up was definitely caught on footage. Oh, so, yes. Yeah, so, yes. We're going we, we, we to have to review those together yes. and see how that came out. So. <laughs> um, so I'm in the ambulance. I don't they didn't they're not really telling me anything. And if they are, I, I don't really remember. But we start driving and I know we had the sirens on, which I know from from living with paramedics that that means something's bad. You know, because yeah. um, you can you can get picked up and taken to the hospital without yeah. the sirens. So I, I knew that that was bad. Um, and, you know, I think at this point I'm kind of in and out of consciousness mm-hmm. uh, just because people aren't yelling at me to stay conscious. So the next thing I know we're you know, it seemed like we stopped very quickly and they're taking me out. I'm like, wow, I'm at the hospital already. Mm-hmm. Uh, it turns out that they took me to a middle school and that is where a uh, helicopter landed and they were putting me into the emergency helicopter and they flew me to Presby and not far away because I understand that they could hear it or it was able to be mostly heard in the venue. And that's one of the reasons they kept going was oh, to really? cover that. Really? I had no so, idea. So yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, that, I had no that, that's a story that's been told to me. Interesting. So. Um, well, I'm, first of all, I'm super glad the show goes on. Mm-hmm. Like I'm super glad. And I feel bad that, um, at the end of the night, people weren't talking about the ladder match or they were talking about Wardlow and bulk. Or they weren't talking about Team Storm versus, you know, Anthony Henry and his party uh, partner. Um, I felt bad that they were talking about me. Um, but I just want to go on record and say, I think, it, God forbid anything happens to me ever again, the mm-hmm. show goes on, no mm-hmm. matter what. Yeah. Um, so that's on record. show always goes on. But I'm super glad it did. Um, also, my aunt and uncle were there. My aunt uh, does my, she, she bleaches my roots. So, we're, like, we're semi-close. Um, but they knew that my parents were going to the hospital 
And they had the idea to follow the ambulance to the landing site to keep my, my parents updated. Like, hey, following them now. Okay, just parked. Helicopters here, which I'm super thankful they did. And like, I don't think I would have thought to do that, but but they did that, and they're keeping my my parents updated. And then uh, that way, my parents could just go straight to the hospital and uh, pick up my my siblings. Um, so I'm at the hospital, and it, it seemed like I was in the air for like three minutes. Like, I don't know once again if that was because of going in and out of consciousness, or if that's because how how quickly you know a uh, copter flies. But I was up and down it seemed like which sucks because my first time in a helicopter and i didn't even even, like experience like i don't remember the the hearing the blades or anything i don't remember like i mean obviously i was strapped down so i could only see the ceiling Mm -hmm. but like it was like there was there wasn't a moment where it was like oh wow i'm in a helicopter this is crazy you know like it was just like yeah whatever so we land and um it seemed like there was like 20 people right there right Mm -hmm. ready for me and they took me to a CT scan and they're like, all right, we're going to cut these off. These being my wrestling trunks. The only thing I'm wearing, I'm like, no, you're not like, those are expensive. <laughs> I will take them off. If you cut them off, I'm refusing treatment. Yeah. Uh, cause I did not want to buy another pair of wrestling trunks. Mm-hmm. So I tripped down butt naked and they put, gave me a thing. They put me in the uh, CT scan. And then, uh, immediately once I came out, I, I was like, I'm going to throw up. And I got a little bit scared because I'm strapped down still. So I'm like, Oh no, I'm going to choke on my puke. So they, they leaned me over and I threw up on the floor. Um, and I think I threw up maybe a second time. Uh, I think there was still just blood and then, uh, took me to the room. And then at that point, like my family was already there. Mm-hmm. And, um, I want to say I was once again, I, I had to be in and out of consciousness. Um, cause it seemed like the doctor was right there and it was like diagnosing me. He was like, you broke your skull, buddy. And I was like, what? Like, no, I didn't. Like, I, you, you think of injuries and like the breaking your neck and like breaking your skull are like the two like top things that happen, but you never hear about. And they sound terrible. Hey, I feel like you hear about breaking your neck more right. than your skull. Right? Exactly. I, I, yeah, I yeah. can't remember the last time I've heard that as a wrestling injury. Right. Right. That being said, I actually know someone who did. And I'm, mm. yeah, Jack Shatter in Chicago. He's my boy. Check him out. Um, and his name's Shatter. Yeah, which is very ironic. Huh. And also, I broke my skull at a show called Unbreakable, which very weird. Um, huh. Huh. <laughs> right? Might have to change that name next year. Well, well, here's the thing. Uh, I that might be one of my new nicknames. And somebody said, "What? Like you broke your skull and like you got like all these injuries?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, but my spirit didn't break." Hey. <laughs> hey. Which which is true. It actually kind of. We'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um. So he told me that I broke my skull and like, I, I couldn't believe it. Not out of, not out of denial, but it was just like, from what I imagined feeling like a broken skull would feel like, I didn't mm. feel like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I had a headache. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, I didn't feel like a broken skull headache. Um, then they told me that, uh, I also had a little bit of a, of a subdural hematoma, which is a, a little bit of a brain bleed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point I was leaking stuff from my ear and it actually took me a while took us a couple diagnoses, but I was actually leaking spinal fluid from my ear, which um, obviously runs up and down the spine, surrounds the spinal cord, and goes into the skull, surrounds the the, the brain, as far as I know. Dad, is that, is that true? Dad, Dad paramedic confirmed that. <laughs> um, I broke something that obviously, you know, so basically there was an opening in my skull, so it was leaking through my ear. Um, not a very pleasant feeling at all to constantly feel like you are leaking things from your ear like mm. you get you get water in your ear and that's the worst feeling in the world yeah constantly having like running from your ear is terrible um so they had to put a catheter in my spine which was unbelievably painful it felt like they were putting a tank in my spine like it was so painful they gave me like six shots right in my lower spine and i still felt every second of it it had to go in between the vertebrae to get to the spinal fluid. And it was Drake Braddock actually was there. and he, he was outside of the room and he heard me like I was not quiet about how much pain I was in. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they put that in and then I had, I had to get stapled in and uh, I had to get hooked up to a, like an IV thing. And I had from that point on from that night on, I want to say they maybe gave me that on. Monday, Monday sounds about right. And I had to sleep at a 45 degree angle every night. 
And like, I sleep on my chest mm -hmm. and I already have all these electrodes and IVs in both arms. And I had to sit at a 45 degree angle and I couldn't sleep. Like, oh my God, it was terrible. So I didn't sleep like at all in the hospital. Um, I also didn't have an appetite either. And uh, <laughs> they were like, all right, well, here, here's some medicine for you. And I was like, I really don't want that. It was like, I don't, I'm not completely against painkillers if you need them, but I don't prefer them because like I've had surgeries and they don't work for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, give me Tylenol. Like, I'd much rather take that. So they gave me a painkiller and then uh, Chris LaRusso was visiting and we were talking and I'm just like, I don't feel so good. And like, is there anything for me to throw up in? He's like, no. So I leaned up and I just threw up right on the floor, just like out of nowhere. Like it just came like that. And then the next day they're like, all right, well, you threw up because you had an empty stomach. So I'm like, yeah, I know. I haven't been eating because I'm not hungry. So I ate a banana and they gave me another one. I was like, I really don't want another one. But they're like, well, you need it. So Matt Connor is there and I'm talking to Matt and same thing. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to throw up. This one gets funnier because uh, at this point we had the puke bucket, but it had like stuff in it that people brought like a hoodie and like a blanket and stuff. So like we couldn't get it in time. So I'm like, well, I'm losing this battle again. So I leaned up and I went to throw up and just projectile vomit like Linda Blair from The Exorcist. Like it was so comedic. <laughs> it was hilarious. But. I only ate a banana that day, so it didn't taste that bad. <laughs> <laughs> then you learned. I then learned. You learned. <laughs> and that was the last time they tried giving me that pill. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that that that's such a funny story. Like, I like it was so comedic, and the fact that it wasn't as unpleasant as it could have been made it hilarious to me. Because I like to laugh at misfortune of mm. myself. Um, sure, a lot of people have noticed that I've been like really positive about this. Um. And that's just the way I am. Like when, when the chips are down, there's no sense of like being upset or crying about it because it doesn't really fix anything. And all you do is, you know, you ruin your day. So, so yeah, um, it, it really sucks. Like, don't get me wrong. It sucks what happened, but I'm not letting the, the downfall define me. I'm trying to let the uprise define me. And that being said, throwing up in front of Matt Connor and Chris LaRusso is hilarious to me. <laughs> Always when you had an audience of scenes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it, it, I was surprised because I started texting you, checking on you, like when I saw that you were kind of, uh, you know, online and yeah. doing things. Um, you know, we were starting to chat about stuff and, 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 and things. And and, um, and you told me you were getting out Friday. Yeah. Which I, again, not knowing much about this kind of injury, I'm just like, he's going to be laid up for like a month or something, right? right? Um, but it just it was astonishing to me that you you were, you were out Friday already, you know, responding to things and, and, and going, you know. And I think we were talking about physical therapy potentially, yeah, and that yeah, yeah. didn't end up being as severe as you needed to do. No, no. So so while I was in the hospital, we were doing constant checks for a concussion, obviously, tra like traumatic head injury. So they're constantly checking for a concussion. Yeah. They're asking me, like, oh, do you know what today's date is? I, I, was, yeah. well, I was like, no, I've been in the hospital for all, I don't know. But it's like, do you know where you are? That type of stuff. And I was, like, passing it with flying colors, no issue. So I knew I was okay, like, as far as a concussion went, you know, like, I was fine. Um, the only issue was, like, I had a little bit of uh, vertigo and unbalanced while walking because I broke all the bones in my ear canal. And um, so that got thrown off. So they told me, I want to say maybe Thursday we were talking about leaving. They were like, you know, we're probably going to transfer you to Mercy. You'll be an inpatient physical therapy from about a week to 10 days. And I was like, okay, that's not a big deal, but you know, it's not guaranteed to be 10 days. Yeah. And then like, as the day went on, more people were checking on me and that kind of like shortened. It went from, Oh, maybe you'll be there for like maybe three days. And then mm -hmm. it went to like two days. You might only be there for one day. And then, um, you know, by the end of the day, it was like, you don't need to go. Like you, like I needed to do physical therapy, but I didn't need to stay at, at Mercy. Mm -hmm. So I was like, yeah, I, I know I don't. I feel great. Um, so I got out. Like, So I woke up Friday. I actually woke up to um, Hooven and Danny Gray, the trainee, uh, visiting me. They were there, and they were right there, which is really weird waking up to them sitting there. I don't know how long they were there. Um, I'd be concerned if I woke up to Hooven, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, he's my buddy, but I just yeah. felt, I just uh, felt bad because I didn't know how long. Oh, yeah, we're all friends, but it just I'd still be concerned if I just woke <laughs> up and just like, why is Hooven here? <laughs> but so so they were there and, you know, we were talking and then like I think Hooven made a joke and I laughed and I went, huh? And I and I asked him, like, is my smile weird? And they looked and, and it was at that point we realized that I was losing the feeling in the left side of my face. And say this is Friday, right? 
No, I'm sorry. This was Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday. Okay. The day before. Um, and this was a Saturday night. Anybody that's, that's, that's trying yeah. to keep along with the timeline here. This was a Saturday night show. And we're, we're now looking at Thursday, Friday yeah, the for, for yeah. a lot of these. So. so so I immediately called the nurse. I'm like, hey, I'm losing feeling in the left side of my face. Yeah. But like, it's really weird because like I can feel it, but I can't move it. Mm-hmm. So like they immediately came in. They were worried I was having a stroke or anything like that. Um, they're feeling they're like, oh, well, OK, we got to get your CT scan. We got to get the neurosurgeon. Um, so I feel bad that like their visiting was like kind of like ruined by like this kind of like scare i'm like sorry guys like you kind of picked a bad time to come i might be having a stroke <laughs> mm-hmm. um but they had me do tests and i and i wasn't so it, then it became well what is causing this so i got a ct scan um and i came you know i, I came back and eventually the doctor it was at that point the doctor said that okay we we see you have uh air in your inner ear you're probably never going to hear from your left ear ever again and that that really shot that shocked me because for a while i had gone from oh you know you might be able to you know you'll probably hear again to you know, immediately going to that and i was like oh man i didn't expect that like mm-hmm. here i'm getting a ct scan for my face and now i'm being told i'm never going to hear from my left ear ever again um but they told me that the ct scan showed that it wasn't a it wasn't in anything with the brain so mm-hmm. there wasn't anything going on and it looked like the brain bleed had stopped but they think the nerve, because I came down on the left side of my face, mm-hmm. the nerve got stressed. And, and, and just, also, nothing in your face, like like physically, bone-wise, really got, like, I, I, you know, I imagine reconstructive surgery of right, some sort right. being involved in this but from seeing the way that you hit or yeah. hearing and, and seeing it, yes. Um, but, you know, nothing. Th- nothing. If I, if I didn't turn my head, it would have been a completely different story. Yeah. Like, I would have come down face first, and yeah. I would have completely shattered my forehead, damaged my complete frontal lobe, and I probably wouldn't be having this conversation right now in the right even if I was still in the hot or if I wasn't in the hospital, I don't know if I would be able to articulate um at all. So I'm very, very lucky. Um so yeah, uh it's just the nerve got stressed and just kind of like tapped out for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um but they said that it's almost kind of expected to, for that to happen. And they got me on some medication for that and I'm starting to get some movement back which is good. I don't know how long it's going to take. It's pretty annoying. Cause like I have to like, I like to eat apples. I like to eat healthy. And like, I have to like grab my like lip and go like, I like open it. <laughs> and, uh, we, we go to uh, Cooper's rock, West Virginia every, every second Saturday of October. And like, that's the family tradition. And that was my goal was to get out of the hospital for that. Because at that point it would have been that Saturday. And, uh, so one of the things my mom does is she makes caramel apples and I was really looking forward to them. But, I can't eat them. <laughs> uh, so she did not make them yet. So once the face gets better, I will get caramel apples. A little delayed, little delayed but that's that's fine. Yes, that's fine. but I did end up getting out of the hospital that Friday mm. and uh, did get to go to Cooper's Rock. So that was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also there's a picture that was going around. Um, you got into a ring on Friday. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and and kind of why. You had to do that. Well, first of all, I stupidly accidentally deleted that tweet last night just based on my Twitter. Like I was trying to delete something and yeah. then like because it was pinned. Oh, that was the pin. I saw your thing about like, oh, I'm really yeah. sad that I had it. That I deleted the yeah. pin. Yeah. yeah. Just my my phone glitched oh. and I didn't realize that like as I clicked delete, I was clicking that. So that really bums me out. But one of the things that one of the doctors said was whenever I can. They wanted me to get into a wrestling ring Mm -hmm. as soon as possible to make sure I didn't have any PTSD. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you don't have to tell me twice. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to get in. Like, I knew how good I felt in the hospital. And I knew how motivated I was to to bounce back that I wanted to do that. So we got home at about 3 o'clock. The first thing I did when I got home was I laid down on my bed because being 45-degree angle for six days was not fun. But I couldn't sleep. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll shower because they didn't have any conditioner in the hospital. And I have very luxurious, luxurious hair uh, that I take care of very dearly. Um, He's like a salon commercial. Guy. <laughs> so I did that and I was like, you know what? I know there's an open ring tonight. I'm like, let's let's do it. So I, so I texted my dad and I was like, can you drive? Can, you, can we do this? Like, yeah. Um, also, because I uh, had a seizure, I'm not able to drive. I don't know how long that's going to be. But, right, uh, right. But, you know, so my dad and my sister and, you know, my mother all helped me out driving and stuff like that, which super thankful that I have such a strong support system. But he he took me and uh, 
I got in and like, yeah, I'm a little bit unbalanced, but like I walked in no problem. And like, I wanted to do more. I mm. wanted to run the ropes. I wanted to rule and like, mm. I couldn't. So that kind of sucked, but like I had no fear whatsoever. No, no issues at all. And I want to go back in as soon as I can. Mm. And I was at, I, I made a surprise, uh, appearance at Cleveland yesterday at the show, um, because the rise show got canceled and, I didn't get in the ring, but I was on the apron and I was like, this is, this is where I belong. Uh, this is what I want to do. And it, a lot of doctors had said like, you know, you may not want to do this. And my buddy, Jack Shatter, who uh, actually broke his skull said that like this injury completely changed him. Like he doesn't have the same interests anymore. He doesn't have the same like sense of humor. Like it's such a life changing thing that he warned me that I may go through something like that. And so far, nothing has happened on the negative thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, my doctor said, has anything changed? I said, if anything, I'm more positive now. Like, I want, I'm want, i more passionate. I want to set the world on fire. Like, let's go. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I got into the ring, and it felt great. It, um, I didn't stay long. I did need to rest. But, um, yeah, I, I, it was no issue. Very glad I got to do that. That's good. That's good. Um, there is a Joe in the chat room. He's saying for him, when he had a seizure, it was about six months to get back to driving. Yeah, so, that's that's what I hear. Yeah. It's about six months, but I don't know if it's the same for an epileptic seizure right. or a trauma seizure. Right. Like I have, I have a friend that has epilepsy, and she told me that. Mm -hmm. But mine didn't happen because of bright lights or loud noise. because of you know because of trauma. So uh, I'll be seeing a neurosurgeon on November twelfth, and he is the one to like clear me on everything. I did see a concussion doctor. Um, let's see, two days ago, Friday, and uh, did the impact test. And even though I felt good with the concussion, like I felt great, that was the doctor that scared me the most mm -hmm. because I know a broken bone can heal. I know the brain stopped bleeding when I was in the hospital. I don't care about the hearing as much as you know, like. I can live with that. Yeah. But a concussion yeah. is so serious, especially in our line of in our in our sport, that it it can last, you know? And even the smallest head trauma can say and haunt you. So even though I felt fine, that was the one that scared me the most. But I went in there, I took the impact test and I knocked it out of the park. Like there were some things that I did a little uh less than stellar in, but since I did so good in the other things, it wasn't a big concern. And as far like the doctor said, if it was just a concussion that we were looking at. I'd be cleared within like four weeks. And I was like, wow. <laughs> so the thing that scared me the most, like I was, I was doing great. And then that being said, I could be completely wrong. I could be looking at, you know, eight months. I don't, you know, I, it, it's the, the skull. But as yeah. far as I know, like the concussion scared me the most. So it's just a matter of right now we're in limbo to see like how long it's going to so be. There's a, so it is, you know, we don't really know how long it would be to clear, be cleared for the ring because, you know, see right. how things heal yeah. and everything. So it is really kind of up in the air. But we yeah. we think... Oh, I'm feeling great. You, but, but generally you feel great. I feel amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel amazing. You know, whether your body's up to snuff to take a bump or not is, right. is kind of what we're figuring out. Yeah. Right? And like, it's, it's funny because yeah. I almost feel too good. Yeah. Like if I feel, if I felt worse, I'd probably be able to like rest more. But since yeah. I don't, like you once once the rise show was canceled, it's like okay, how do I get to Cleveland? Yeah, and like that took a lot out of me. I did have a headache all day at the show, but I didn't regret it. You know, I was like, I wanted to be here. I this is I don't want to be afraid of this, and I, this is what I was looking forward to. But if I felt worse, then yes, I would have probably just been like, all right, yeah, I'll just sit on the couch. Hmm. But like, I can't really drive myself. I can't wrestle. I can't go to concerts or anything. I'm so freaking bored. And that's all I'm doing at home is just sitting around not doing anything. And then since uh, the left side of my face is kind of stressed, my left eye is blurry. So I can't really focus on things uh, as long as I as I usually could. And I do have ADD. I am medicated for that. But like I tried playing a video game and I just I couldn't really pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. So like I, I wanted to I, I want to get out of the house. So, yeah, I was stoked to go to Cleveland. I had a blast. Um, what do you think? So, you know, this you're talking about kind of. You were talking about it on the live stream. I can't remember if we mentioned yet here. You talk about this being kind of a wake up call for you. Yeah. Um, about things, you know, uh, when people get injured in certain ways, we've seen, you know, a lot of guys, guys you've even mentioned, guys like AJ Styles and mm -hmm. Samoa Joe's and guys, you've, you've seen them evolve through their career for one reason or another injury or just style or getting old or whatever the case, right? Yeah. What do you think this is going to do ideally? I mean, ideally, when you come back and get to the ring, you know, are we going to see. What kind of Sean Phoenix do you think we're going to see in the ring at this point? What are, what are your considerations and what we see out there? Uh, great question. I've thought about it for a long time. 
Mm -hmm. Thought about it every day in the hospital. The only change you're going to see is I'm going to think things a second time before I do them. Mm -hmm. Not slowing down. Not not going to stop doing anything differently. Or I'm not going to do anything differently, rather. I'm not going to I'm not going to stop taking risks. I'm just going to think about them mm-hmm. a second time now. Where I felt so quote unquote unbreakable for so long that it never crossed my mind. Like there was a there was a better shot of of an alien invasion than than Sean Phoenix getting hurt, you mm-hmm. know? Like you you had some of that, you know, I you know, you hear about like like, you know, kids growing up and they think they're invincible. Yeah. You know, you were still in invincible mode. Right. So that's just kind of shaking that off of you. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I've always been a risk taker. I grew up with the jackass generation and I've always done that. Yeah. And yeah, injuries, you know, I've, I'm known for having a cast on my wrist while I was going to IWC shows because of all the stupid stuff I would do. Mm -hmm. But pain is temporary. And I know that. And yeah, it sucks. But, you know, it's what I enjoy. I like taking risks. I like, you know, living on the edge. Um, But. That being said, like now I see firsthand the like the severity of high risk things. Um, and like I said, it's not necessarily to say that I'm going to stop doing them, but I'm going to be a little bit more smarter about it. You know, I'm not going to be jumping off a tower at Black Diamond just because I got claustrophobic in the ring. You know, it's just I just have to be smarter. Um, and if that means that it's going to look like that, I'm not taking as many risks. I'm sorry. And I hope the fans understand that now I'm going to be putting myself a little bit, not, not to say that I didn't care about my well-being, but I'm going to be putting it, you know, first and, and foremost. Um, but I don't intend on that changing anything. Um, I still want to go, you know, 100 miles per hour. I still want to set the world on fire. I still want to go, you know, I want to give everyone a great show. And, like, I would do that even if people, you know, didn't like it. Like, it's fun for me. Like, it's a risk. So... Hopefully they can they can accept and you know watch with maybe one eye and like peeking through their fingers and enjoy. But I don't plan on slowing down too much. <laughs> I want to touch on a couple of uh the we've been getting so many comments. You guys have been you've been letting, you've been letting social media on fire this last hour here. Good, good. On our Facebook over at IndieWrestling.us and as well as our Twitter. Uh, <laughs> uh respect from joe out there um uh, riz loves how most of your stories recently have been what that have to do with throwing up <laughs> i know right <laughs> how weird is that and uh well it fits right in with the jackass generation yeah stuff, well it's right? funny because like i went probably like two years well i'm in wrestling for two years yeah i went like i threw up once or in a match with jack pollock because i was like dehydrated and then yeah. i went like a year and a half with no issues and then like all of a sudden like from august on i've been throwing up so much lately <laughs> Uh, Canada says scariest day of our lives out there. Um, <laughs> I think it was Ian. Ian has said that that, that uh, you lost you lost uh, uh, your left face in respect to Left E. <laughs> and then asked if you even know who Left E is. Ian Ian is my, one of my best friends from Chicago, and he has a podcast called Six One Six Entertainment Podcast. And uh, he has this character called Sal Melendez, and mm. uh, Left E is his kind of estranged buddy, and that's my character. Um, I highly suggest everyone checking it out. It's really funny. Um, my part isn't funny, but he's funny. Um, so Ian's my boy. Much love, Dan. Dan. There you go. Um, there was I was I was told to comment comment because the next match after you was Bulk Nasty and um and Wardlow, so. which I was so looking forward to. Right, right. I was so excited to see that. Well, there was a moment apparently where um you know all this had happened and yeah. the fans are sitting there and they're kind of waiting for the next thing and they say, hey, we're gonna get going. And the next thing a person out is Bulk Nasty. And apparently just Bradley just yells out, and now we get Bulk? <laughs> so classic, classic moment there. Kicking them while they're down, huh? Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, we, we did have a comment on Twitter by Kayla. Uh, one, you uh, on uh, officially, because we had this conversation before about uh, like uh, Team Storm is kind of our record for like simultaneous viewers on here. Yeah. Um, uh, how to get more viewers than Team Storm? One, crack your skull. Two, talk about throwing up. Three, be super nice from uh, nice to everybody from <laughs> Kayla Thompson out there. So, <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Um, I'm gonna steal a line from Hulk Hogan. Somebody asked him if he's a good guy or a bad guy. In the ring, I'm a good guy, but outside of the ring, I'm a bad guy, brother. <laughs> uh, no, I get that a lot though. A lot of people say I'm really nice, and that's just the way I was raised. I try mm-hmm. to live my life by making my parents proud and making Mister Rogers proud every day. Um, 
I get to live my dream and I'm loving it. So I'd be a jerk to be these to these fans because they allow me to live my dream. Absolutely. Justin's out there says, uh, I know the feeling of wanting to get rolling and run the ropes after uh, an injury. It's so tough. If uh, Dr. Donaldson is your surgeon, you're an amazing hands brother. He did his emergency uh, spine surgery. Okay. I'll look so, into it. There you go. Uh, Mav says, I don't know, kid. I just came to hear you talk about Pokemon. <laughs> I am very obsessed with Pokemon Go. And you and I are friends with Pokemon mm-hmm. Go. And I want to apologize to anyone I'm friends with Pokemon Go. Uh, I have like over hundred friends on there. Yeah. So I ha- have, it gets really... tough when you get up there. And yeah. Like... It's hard to like send yeah. gifts to everyone. Yeah. Uh, and that was driving me crazy too. It was like the, the fourth generation <laughs> dropped when I was in the hospital and I was like, no, well, if you want, I can throw a lure on our, our Pokestop right <laughs> next to the studio here and you yeah, can yeah. collect some oh, stuff I, while I've, you're I've here. spun it multiple times since we were here. Um, yeah, I'm way too addicted to Pokemon Go. It gets me out of the house. It gets like, it's something to do. I don't even know any of the characters. No, me neither. But it's no. just something to do. Oh, look, a bunny thing. What's this? Right, about? right, yeah. right. Um, and it's funny because when Pokemon Go first got released, I was on bed rest for when I inhaled my my flame, like my fuel, and I was in the hospital and I couldn't play. Mm-hmm. And now that the fourth generation dropped, like I'm still on, like I'm on bed rest again. So it's like mm-hmm. the more I get hurt, the more advancements there are in Pokemon Go, and it drives me crazy. Man, uh, Cody's asking if you can still blow fire. I know that was a concern with the face thing, right? Uh, I practiced it with very hot water, yeah. uh, which is how I kind of like practiced it before. Um, I cannot do it right now. Yeah. Um, there were talks of maybe doing a little bit of a, of a side show yesterday at Rise mm-hmm. during the show. Uh, but when I practiced it and I immediately told uh, like, I can't do this, you mm-hmm. know, def- like I can get it a little bit from the right, but on the left, it's kind of like drops and like yeah. that would run down my face and That'd be so problem. i can't do it right now um and that was one of my thoughts too once i lost the feeling in my face like oh no like there goes my bread and butter like mm-hmm. now i'm gonna have to wrestle hard <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see i had a couple other ones in here i just lost them uh cody cody's asking uh if you have any way to help support medical bills like a gofundme or merch that people can help out with okay here's the thing i don't Mm-hmm. I don't want one. Okay. Um, you mentioned merch. I, yeah, I will, be, I will be selling merch. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, thankfully I do have some health insurance, and mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the 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 copays yet. Yeah. Um. So I'm not worried about that. I'll cross okay. that bridge when okay. it comes. But I don't like handouts. Mm-hmm. I don't. And not, not to say that if you have a GoFundMe for your for your injury or whatever, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't judge you. I'm just saying for this me. This is not, just not going to be a thing for you. Yeah, it's yeah. just not for me. Yeah. That being said, if somebody makes me one, that's on them. Yeah. I don't want one though because I know Rosa Mendez was really upset and she was going to make me one and she was like, "I'll tweet it out." I'm like, "No, you don't have to do that." Like, like I don't know. Like that's just I. I feel guilty doing that. You know, mm-hmm. like how how could I put myself on the line and do something so stupid and then make you guys pay for it? Yeah. Like. I, I don't know, like, even, like, something, like, as simple as, like, like, somebody bought bought a t-shirt from me, like, the last week, and I was like, oh, cool, well, you know, like, it's it's this much, but don't worry about it, I'll, because it's an old shirt, I'll save you five bucks, whatever, and they're like, no, 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 I'll send you the extra, I'm like, no, it's fine, you don't have to, they sent me, like, over a hundred dollars, so I immediately PayPal'd that back, I was like, you are not sending me that, like, no. Like, I, I appreciate the gesture, and it means the world to me, but I can't accept that at all. Mm-hmm. Like, if you need to get rid of that money, go buy one of my friend's shirts, you know? Like, I don't, I, like, so yes, I don't have a GoFundMe. I don't know, like, I've heard some people are talking about it. I, I don't want one. If they mm-hmm. make one, that's out of my hands. I'm washing my hands clean of that, but um, I know the risks, so... Uh, real quick, uh, there's so many good vibes coming in here. I from appreciate Michaela it, guys. and Will and Justin and another Justin. There's a couple. Of, I, I try to stay first names, but there's like three Justins in here. Uh, <laughs> so good stuff. Good vibes uh, from everybody out Thank there. Um, so I, I guess I guess we'll wrap with that then. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, so you're 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 trying to pop up at shows, so people are going to be seeing you out there. Yeah, it's just a matter of mm-hmm. of if I feel up to it. Yeah. Um, and if I have a ride, um, cause like, you know, there's sometimes where like, I'll be watching something and I do get a headache. So I have to lay down. Yeah. Um, yeah. and it really just depends, you know, sometimes I'll hit a bump in a road and it feels like a really more dramatic. Yeah. Um, so it really depends. And if I do show up, don't be offended if I just stay backstage because mm-hmm. I don't want the show to be, I don't want it to be about me mm-hmm. and I don't want to go out during intermission and mingle with the fans and take all the attention. It's not about me. It's, mm-hmm. you know, 
um, if I was on a show that I was supposed to be on, then yes, I will do that. Um, but I don't want to, you know, go out there and make it about me. If you happen to see me before or after the show, cool, I'll take a picture with you. I'll do whatever you want. But I don't want, I'm not, as of right now, I'm not the show. Mm -hmm. And it means the world to me that people um, think that. But, and you know, like I do want to show people, I do want to see people that, hey, you know, like I'm okay. But don't, don't take it offensively if you know I'm backstage and you shoot me a message and you say, come on out. And I can't because also the promoter may not want me to come out. Right. So, right. um. Well, um, Alfonso or Alonzo, I think out there, I can't wait to give you a super kick in the future. Oh, geez. He's so. Leo Sweet, that jerk from SWO. <laughs> um, but yeah, I appreciate all the love and support, guys. Seriously, when I, when I woke up and I had my phone and I saw the outpouring of love from everybody on my mm. Facebook, my Twitter, everything, text messages, it literally took me three days to read it because I would see it and see the outpouring of love and I would just bawl my eyes out for like, it is really weird because I would cry for like, five seconds mm -hmm. and i would just i would tell myself why are you crying like what's the matter <laughs> like you're a weirdo for crying in the hospital all alone that because people like you so i would snap out of it but mm -hmm. i couldn't read it and but like seriously it meant the absolute world to me and it's not that i've ever questioned how much i mean to people but to see that firsthand is breathtaking you know it's I, I try to be a good dude and I try to change people's lives and I try to, to make them feel how I felt as a kid um so to see that firsthand it's just it's something that I never wanted to experience but I'm glad that I did you know um and I hope that you guys can make everybody else feel as good as you made me feel without the injury uh, at some point in their life because everyone needs to feel the love that I felt whenever I was in the hospital and I'm so bored if you ever want to shoot me a message please shoot me a message I will reply to you eventually at some point that's a good point where can people find you if they uh... they can find me on Facebook at x Sean x Phoenix and that is my username for everything mm -hmm. x before Sean x before Phoenix Twitter Instagram you name it I'm there I'm on Snapchat I'm not always on there but like if you ever want to ask me a question just say anything I'm also a big fan of fan art, as you know. It's like I see a lot of people have been drawing me pictures, like pictures of me, and like that is the coolest thing ever to inspire mm -hmm. people to do that. So if you guys, even if you hate your drawing, if it's a stick figure, send it my way because I will absolutely love it, and that's been really, really cool. So yes, please shoot me a message. I'm very easy to talk to. I think. There you go. Go check them out. Thank you. One of the good dudes in wrestling. And it's good to see that that's coming around here, and uh, yeah. uh, keep an eye out. Uh, you know, you're documenting and being you know pretty out there with everything that's going on with you uh so uh it'll be it'll be interesting to help you know to, to follow yeah. your road to recovery here yep so and you will be back oh absolutely you will be i back. don't know when but yeah, i will one way or another yes i know you will uh so it'll be good to see you on the other end of that thank you so much sean phoenix for talking with thank us you. here today and thank you everybody in the chat room for uh for uh checking out uh our interview and if you're checking this later on podcasts or uh, other video formats um go check out everything um follow him and uh, of course uh you can support indie wrestling and, and see sean phoenix in action and we i didn't even get a chance to talk about you and super hentai in a match at Stomp Out Cancer 2. How about that, right? For charity, even. I got nothing else to do later, so if you want me to come back like throughout the week, if we could fit this, totally down. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. If you can fit me in your schedule. Part two. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, until next time, everybody, please support Indie Wrestling. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.